Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. It's the 10th of November. And my title today is Passages Which Might Scare You the Most. Now, over the past four messages, over the last four days, I've been presenting my case on why I believe I cannot lose my salvation. God has saved us by grace through the faith he gave us so that we could believe in Christ as our Lord and Savior. Our salvation was his gift to us and is not something we could ever earn or maintain by our righteous deeds, which, by the way, the Bible calls filthy rags. God himself has caused us to be born again, Peter writes in his epistle. He gave us the faith to believe, and through that belief, we became spiritually alive and born-again members of his family, and I believe, forever. However, I will admit, there are some passages which seem to teach otherwise. So, either we can or we cannot lose our salvation, and both cannot be true. And so, today... Let's begin to learn how to properly interpret those passages that can cause us to doubt because doubt becomes a serious weapon that brings down the lives of many believers. So let's start with two passages that both seem to teach this false doctrine. First is Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Quote, The acts of the flesh are obvious. And he's going to list about 15 of them. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, now here it comes, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, end quote. And so you might read that and go, oh my gosh, I've been addicted to pornography, then I'm probably not going to go to heaven. Well, before listing the fruit of the Spirit, which follows this passage, Paul gives a warning to his readers. He mentions 15 things which are actions people do when they're being controlled by their flesh and not the Spirit. I myself have been involved in sexual immorality and impurity, especially as I lived for eight-plus years with a severe addiction to porn and sex. However, notice carefully the last 12 words in this passage that I have put in bold and underlined. He writes that those, the people who, quote, live like this, end quote, will not inherit God's kingdom. Now that phrase, live like this, is the critical thing to translate and be able to interpret the passage correctly. What this truly is describing are those people who involve themselves in these kinds of sins as their lifestyle. They have given themselves over to their sexual desires as a way of life. 
They have no problem giving themselves over to these things in an ongoing manner, and it literally has become the way they live. Now, please note, he is not saying that people who have been involved in any or all of these sins will not go to heaven. That would pretty much exclude about everyone. If Paul were saying, if you've done or struggled with any of these sins, you're kicked out of God's family, and nobody would then, I think, go to heaven. The intent of this word, quote, live, end quote, or, quote, practice, end quote, speaks of one who has chosen this action as their lifestyle. It is in the present tense, which says that they're doing these things on a continuing basis. Actually, here's what one commentator says about the idea of the word practice or living. Quote, Even true believers will fall into sins listed in Galatians 5.21. But the important thing, the important point, is that the sin is not continual in one's life. It has not become your lifestyle. Note that we can struggle on occasion, and maybe often, repeatedly for a long time. I know I did. But it is not the way we want to live. We do not want to be doing these sins, and in this case, we are battling an addictive behavior. We're grieved when we sin, whereas unbelievers celebrate their sin. They have no problem or shame in identifying themselves as people who have given themselves over to these sins, and it has become their lifestyle. However, we are those who do not live that way as a constant part of our life. We sense that it is wrong, we repent, and should be fighting against it because we know it's wrong. We realize that it is harmful to us and to our loved ones, and so we fight, even if sometimes we feel like giving up. We might give ourselves over to our lusts and not allow them to wreak havoc in our lives, but in our spirit, we know it is wrong and we want to stop. So if you know that you want to stop, and do not want to continue in this sexual brokenness, that is a very good indication that you're born again by God and the Spirit of God within you is convicting you about your sexual sin. Now let's look at another passage in John 15, where Jesus says, quote, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener or the vine dresser. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful, end quote. Now, the word in this passage that is usually mistranslated here is the phrase, he cuts off. That would seem to be saying that if you're attached to the vine, or born again, you should be bearing fruit. But if you're not, the Father will cut you off from the vine, and you've lost your salvation. But again, if we look carefully 
at the text, this word in the Greek, which is translated cut off, is the Greek word iro. But it is also used to mean something different than to cut off. Much of the time, this word is used to mean to raise up, to lift up, or to elevate. And this fits with what a vine dresser would actually do to a branch which is attached to the vine but has fallen off the wire and is now down in the dirt and not getting the sun it needs to be growing and bearing fruit. So he doesn't come along and cut it off. He comes along and lifts it up. In this case, our Father does not come along and cut us off and throw us into the fire. No, he carefully lifts us up and attaches us to the wire where we will be able to get the sun we all need to be a healthy and fruit-producing branch. Now, there are also branches that do not produce fruit. Some call them suckers. And they do need to be pruned off and burned because they are drawing resources from the rest of the plant but not producing anything. Just as there are people who believe they are Christians, just because they've been raised in church, but never have been truly born again, these people do not lose their salvation because they never really had it in the first place. Tomorrow, we're going to look at two passages which I call the heavy hitters of Hebrews, And we will talk about that beginning tomorrow. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a great Wednesday in the Lord. Walk filled with His Spirit. Stay in community and put on your full armor. God bless you. Take care and goodbye.